Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey again. I have in my left hand the 22nd of October 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers. Right across the top, it promises us final booklet pages inside. I have no booklet pages. I do not know what the fuck this is about. Um, I think this is... Was it the salute to the season or something it was called at the beginning of the season and you cut it out and make it into a book? Um, Whoever originally got this comic has snaffled that, so I've got no booklet pages at all. So we'll never know what that looks like. Never mind. Disappointing. here for. Mm. Yeah, 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 it's fine. It's fine. We can live with it. Uh, and of course, as always, the Roy of the Rovers story begins on the front cover. And there's the little yellow square which tells us what's been going on. It says Roy Race had problems since leaving. Stop going on about me problems. <laughs> uh, since leaving Melchester Rovers following a clash with the directors. Yes, you've been seeing this for nearly a year now. Um, he became boss of Walford Rovers. But now, Melchester had problems. Surviving against lowly Shefton Town in the milk... It's problems, problems, problems. Fucking everywhere for fucking everyone. Fucking stressful, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, You you know, when people go on about Roy of the Rovers, they go, oh, it's a Roy of the Rovers story. Mm. And it's always about someone maybe overcoming the odds or there's... Last-minute winners and glory all the way. Glorious hat-tricks. There's no glory in Roy of the Rovers. It's always problems. It's just fucking a massive anxiety nightmare. (laughs) So it's one long anxiety dream made real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, when people talk about Roy of the Rovers situation, this should be referred to people who have problems. Those final scenes of Goodfellas, you know, where he's rushing around and there's a helicopter following yeah. him, and he's got to, he's got to do the drug deal, but he's also got to get the dinner cooked for his family and stir the meatballs. It's yeah. really, really stressful. That's what Roy of the Rovers is like every week. That's Roy of the Rovers yeah. stuff. Yeah, maybe Scorsese was influenced. We've we've seen various. Um, things wasn't Scorsese influenced by it in another film that we, we mentioned yeah. a while ago? I can't remember which one. Quite it was, possibly now. Taxi Driver, that's for sure. Yeah. One day a rain will come and wash all this <laughs> scum away. <laughs> the shits, the cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, Blackie? <laughs> 
I'm with you all the way there, Roy. Uh, I was anything for you, Roy. Like Mary Magdalene was Jesus' feet with her hair. And was your feet with my hair, Roy. <laughs> a big hornet at the back. <laughs> Just in case you wanted me to. That's the fashion with the kids. They all get it permed at the back now. God, that was a thing in about 1986, I think it was. I don't know if you had that around the time for you. Kids growing their hair long at the back and then getting it permed. Billy the Fish had it. Oh, yeah. In Viz. Fucking hell. No, Billy no one had, had it around my way, but back. you did see it. It was, it was a real, like, it was associated with footballers, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Chris Waddle and Glenn Hoddle both did it, didn't they? I think so. Um, yeah. That was more of your mullet, though. This was a really specific perm. Like, the bit that hung down at the back was permed really quite tightly. Wow. Fucking hell. God, that's... But, yeah, yeah, Billy the Fish. It might have been a northeast thing, because Billy the Fish Yeah, had Billy it the Fish was well northeast, doesn't he? Yeah. Who knows? I was talking about this um, last night, because I was telling my um, uh, friends who I was uh, having dinner with, I, I was tell- we were talking about school trips, and no one can ever believe, even I can't quite believe, that my school trip in 1989, which I'm sure I told you about, was to fucking Russia, to the Soviet Union. Yeah. Which is like so mad, even to this day. But at the time, we didn't... You're so entitled when you were a kid, right? I mean, mm. people... It was just a normal school, my school. It was just a comprehensive school. So I still, to this day, don't know how they swung this. I still think it was some sort of, like, ruse by the leftist teachers in my school to sort of... What this was... was I think it was funded by Russia. That's what I suspect. Perhaps perhaps there was someone at that school who was an undercover agent of some description. Well, I'm not even... I don't even think that's that far beyond the realms of possibility because when the Iron Curtain was still there, it would have been quite a controversial thing to do. And... um, but I suppose it was a nice thing to do because they put us together with. They took us into. We, I mean, we were there for a, for a while, and we tra- and we went from Leningrad, and then we got a train across an overnight sleeper train to Moscow. It was brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> we totally did not appreciate this at all. We did yeah. not make the most of it. We didn't see it as special. We were just like, oh yeah, guys, go trip. It'll be great. Just fuck about because that's what school. Doesn't matter where you, you go like, on a school trip, you're just there to fuck about, yeah. aren't you? Oh, did, did it feel like a ball ache having to travel all that way? It sort of did, yeah. It's like, oh, last year, <laughs> last year, our year went to just France and apparently you got all the way on the coach in three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was a well, toilet on the coach and everything. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, we were like... Well, the right. World of Adventures got there back in the day. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. We got out of Russia and fucking shit. There's no rides at all. They're not allowed them. <laughs> <laughs> but what was funny was one of the many stupid fucking things we got there and um, they took us into a school and there was a cultural exchange and the Russian kids took it really seriously. They all spoke good English um, and they really it was a big deal for them meeting us Westerners, you know, mm, and yeah. they did a little performance for us where they sung some sort of fucking folk song. Right. Ooh, nice. They yeah. gave us some gifts which were whittled <laughs> from wood. Right. And uh, they gave us a sort of a presentation about their lives, right? Yeah. And we were obviously fucking empty-handed, right? We were just yeah. we just fucking yeah. turned up like a bunch of cunts. We were like, oh, that's nice. And the teachers were like, listen, you better do something because they've just sung a folk song. We got, <laughs> what? We what got we up. Do? We, sw- we got up. I stepped up. You know me. I was like, course, all right, yeah. fuck it, I'll come up and do something. And I wrestled together a couple of mates, a couple of girls, I think. And we went... <laughs> you had to take 10 minutes of stand-up. 
No, <laughs> yeah, I've got a little routine. I've been, it's not quite ready. It's a work in progress, but I'll give it a go. Most of it is at the expense of communists, though. So I don't know how well it's going to go down. It could be a tough crowd. Uh, no, I went up and, I, and we tried to sing Help by the Beatles, but we didn't really know the words, so it sort of petered out really badly. Anyway, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is they gave us these gifts, and I looked in my sort of, like, bag I had, and I had a copy of Viz that I'd brought with me. Wow. And I showed them Viz, and they were. I said, it's a really fair comic that we like reading. And I remember the looks on their faces like, no, it's not good. Put away, put away. And I was like, Pornography. It's, it's all right. I said, it is for grown-ups, but the teachers won't know because it just looks like a normal comic. And they were like, we're not even allowed normal comic. Comic is frivolous Western indulgence. It's very bad. Put away. And I'm like, it's dead funny, though. And I open it up, and it's like I'm showing them Buster Gonad in his unfeasibly large <laughs> testicle. <laughs> and they've just told me about We the do not fucking, have testicles in Russia. <laughs> they've just told me about their fucking granddad's involvement in the revolution and the fall of fucking Nicholas II and all of this shit. Look at this drawing of a geezer with massive balls. <laughs> it's well funny. It's what all me and my mates are into. Oh, this decadence is disgusting. Yes. The large <laughs> testicle might be funny to you, Westerner. <laughs> Western is it, pig. Is it, is it metaphor? <laughs> nah, <laughs> no, got big balls. Not really. It's just funny because he's got big I balls. Can... He has to carry them around in a wheelbarrow. He keeps getting into capers with them all the time. It's really good. <laughs> that's, the, that's the beginning and the end of it, really. But, you know, I suppose all suit yourself if you don't like it, you miserable self. <laughs> Cultural differences, isn't it? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Yeah. It's my wasted uh, trick behind the iron curtain. Well, I don't know. You got some content out of it. <laughs> it's all content. Mm. Uh, so we're starting off this story. You know, we're at Melchester. We're back. We're fucking obsessed with Melchester. We're back there again. Uh, it's we're well, we at Shefton in the Milk Cup. Uh, there's a shot comes in, which Charlie Charlie Carter palms away. Um, uh, Manchester already a goal down. Oh, save Charlie Carter. That might have been two nil for Shefton. Um, and that's the Shefton Town fans there behind the behind the goal who were saying that. And a second later, it was because Carter's just palmed it into the hand of Danny Noakes. It says here, uh, Melchester couldn't clear the rebound. Danny Noakes scores. Yes. So Charlie Carter is looking. Fucking pissed off as the ball flies past him at the back of the net. 2-0 Shefton. Disaster for Melchester. Over onto the colour pages inside the comic where the story continues. And we've got the Melchester gang there having a little inquest on the pitch. Uh, Vic Guthrie saying, uh, we just stood around and watched him. Steve Naylor, give over Vic. The ball's running for them at the moment. Give over is a great phrase that's not used enough these days. Give over. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's, I think it's more nor- it's more northern, isn't it, than southern, but I really like it. Give over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blackie, who, of course, is the player manager now, uh, interjects, All right, Melchester, cool it. <laughs> cool your jets. Cool it, guys. <laughs> hey. Thinks he's the fucking Fonz. He's yeah, yeah. a bit like Fonzies. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking... Managerial guru. Come on, cool cats. Cool your jets. Take it That's easy. We're happily finished. When this is all finished, we'll go around to Al's Diner and put some tunes on the jukebox. We'll rock Chat around up some the chicks. clock. 
Say all that, Potsy. <laughs> Come on, Ralph Mouth. Calm down. <laughs> oh, boy. Bloody oh, great, says I'll I'll tell you, no, happy days is boss, lads. I don't know if you watch it. I watch it every day. They put oh, it on I every f- day now. <laughs> I fucking hated Happy Days. Did you watch? Oh, it was just shit. Huh? It was just so shit. <laughs> it was in the past. Do you know what I mean? It's set in the past. I don't want to see the past. <laughs> but I loved nine. the idea. Of, but but then, then I thought that all kids in the 70s and 80s just fucking loved the idea of the 50s in America because of burgers and and leather jackets and motorbikes. And, you know, it's like, it's basically yeah. the rule book of kind of, you know, a schoolboy's idea of coolness was, eight, yeah. was, was 50s Americana. I mean, it was strange because obviously it was about the 50s, but it was made in the 70s. So it was a bit garbled sometimes. And I'm yeah. pretty sure the Fonz sometimes had flared jeans on, which was a bit incongruous. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I like the episode when Robin Williams appeared in Mo- as Mork. Mork's the first ever appearance. It was the, it was the first time, and then Mork, Mork and Mindy was like a spin-off from that. I think they were planning Mork and Mindy, so they introduced the character by dropping him into an episode of Happy Days. You know, as an alien. So, uh, yeah, it was out of order. Yeah. I mean, it was just <laughs> stupid and out of order. People talk about. By then. Obviously, the phrase "jump the shark" comes from Happy Days because they say that the, the episode in which he jumped over a shark on some water skis was the moment at which he'd lost it. Andy Dawson would argue it never had it in the first place. Uh, yeah, uh, Andy would probably. Andy's the sort of iconoclast who would claim that the, his favourite bit in the whole of Happy Days was when the Fonz jumped the shark. <laughs> <laughs> probably, but I would say I don't know if more came before or after jumping the shark but that's got to be madder than jumping a shark I mean at least jumping a shark is in the realms of possibility whereas an alien fucking rocking up in like 1950s Milwaukee is just it's just not that it's not going to fucking happen and I assume they were both I know Mork and Mindy was made by Paramount I assume Mm. that um, Happy Days was as well Mork and Mindy I couldn't get enough of fucking Mm. loved it Mm. but Happy days. No. I watched them. I'm a, fu- both. I'm a futurist, Sam. I'm a futurist. Yeah, you're always moving forward. I'm. Um, yeah. I liked them. I watched them both. I can't remember. I mean, you know what it's like when you're that age. I can't remember whether I liked them or not. To be honest, I mean, in seems to me, I want to say yes. I just fucking watched them. I devoured them. Else to do. If it was on, I would fucking watch it from beginning to end. Arms crossed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Come on, let's see. What's he up? What's Mark getting up to this <laughs> week? Uh, right, he's trying to make a sandwich, but he hasn't got a fucking clue what a sandwich is. Great. Oh, hopefully Mindy will get in soon and give him hand. <laughs> I'm watching this purely to fill 30 minutes because exactly. there's literally nothing else to do. Exactly. Exactly. I can remember when I think of those things, when we talk about the shows that we watched when we were kids, I immediately think of the exact chair I was sat in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just the exact yeah. spot I was sat, how I was sat, the little yeah. table next to me. Do you know what I mean? I used to like lying on the floor watching telly. Uh, what on your that's front? What I did on your front. Yeah, that's yeah. classic. That's 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 beautiful. That that's like the depiction of a, of a happy childhood. Like when you think yeah. of a kid lying on their front watching the telly. My yeah. uh, wife still lies. <laughs> Sorry, this sounds really bad. My wife, <laughs> she lies on her front sometimes watching telly, and I think, oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> And I love the idea of it, but I just can't do it. I can't do it, yeah, mate. Not. I don't know. I just can't, tall? I can't get comfy. Maybe it's because I'm tall. I don't know. I just can't. <laughs> I love the. It, it looks so lovely and comfortable. 
and yeah. life affirming and relaxing. But if I do it, I just get fidgety. I just have to just... sit in a different position. <laughs> they got the framework for it. <laughs> I haven't. No. Oh, well. Anyway, get in touch well, and let us know if you prefer <laughs> sitting on your front or on your ass, or perhaps in another position when watching TV. Maybe you stand up and lean against the wall, uh, you, whatever. With, uh, or maybe you like to put one foot up high on a box or a chair and lean on your knee. That's always nice. Jalapeño. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Blackie Greer there, he says, So, they've, they've had their luck and made the most of it. It's time to ride this crisis by showing our class and easing ourselves back into this game. <laughs> We're going to ease ourselves back in, are we? Fucking hell, like, going on for like me? Like when you get yourself into a really hot bath. Uh, I like to run it too hot. Uh, <laughs> what I do is I put on just the hot tap for about three quarters of the bath. And then at the end, I give it a blast of cold. Then I get in, <laughs> and I take a very long time easing myself in. First my feet, then my ass, and then my torso. <laughs> but it takes a long time, lads, and that's what I want you to do in this game. Or this match. <laughs> you are fucking nonsense, Blackie. Your team talks are becoming increasingly indecipherable. I, for one, <laughs> am ready to quit. The sooner they inevitably reappoint Roy, the better. It should be known that we are on the brink of leading an insurrection against you. <laughs> Utter <tonight>. nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> the Rovers took Blackie's advice, it says here. Uh, Melchester are absorbing Shefton's attacks, allowing the minnows to run out of steam. <laughs> the minnows. Uh, then, as Shefton began to fade, it's a bit rope and dope, this. Um, sudden break from defence. Blackie Grace found young Rob Richards. Of course, it's the new Roy Race. Um, and that's terrible covering by the town defence. He's clear. And he is. And there he is. It just As he puts the ball past the keeper, it just it's Roy Race. He is Roy Race. Look at yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's just fucking, fucking David Skew's just drawn Roy Race there. Lazy. Yes! Classic lazy. Skew must have been hung over again. Well... There's something else coming up that I've spotted. Uh, the game was being broadcast on national radio, it says. Whoa. Big time. Uh, and the commentator's there, and he says, it seems somehow ironic that the young man who has been hailed as the new Roy of the Rovers should have put Melchester back into the game. 
Is it ironic or is it just his job? I think it's his job. Uh, on Saturday, Roy will be bringing his Wolford team to Melchester. So the last thing Rovers want is to be humiliated by Shefton. And this, this, this bit's coming out of a radio. And we just see a hand on the radio itself. And a thought bubble. He's dead right. <clears throat> of course, it's our good friend, Roy Race. He's sat there in his office with his high-backed leather office chair. Uh, he's got a white shirt on. <laughs> yeah, up to the ceiling if possible. <laughs> he's got... Uh, the back of, he calls through to you and Shirley, yeah, the back on this chair, it's not high enough. <laughs> and well, I specifically told you I wanted it. It's high, well, you're going to have to get one made then if they don't do them higher than this in the shop. Just get two, so two together. <laughs> Uh, he's got his his white shirt on, his red tie slightly loosened, which represents stress, obviously, because it's Roy Race. Uh, it says, Roy was working late in his office at Walford Stadium and was listening to the commentary. He's thinking, right now, I don't know if I want Milchester to win or lose. Uh, commentator, and here they come again. It's Rovers on the rampage. Uh, at that moment, Harvey Rawson wanders in. Working late again, Rye! Uh, hello, Harvey. Yes, it's better than stagnating in that big empty house the club gave me. I gave you that fucking house, Roy. What do you mean, stagnating? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking lovely house. Now you are a grateful cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you entitled like... prick race. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like... Rawson sat on the edge of his desk at this point. It says Harvey Rawson was the millionaire chairman Ooh, of Wolfram. That's Wolf. really weird. Sounds no, he like... sat on his fucking lap. <laughs> no, he's not. Oh. <laughs> I put, he's got like a big smile on his face and he says, right. sounds I... as if... No, you're familiar just... with the reverse cowgirl move manoeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I am Mr. Rawson. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. <laughs> He says, Rawson's got a big smile on his face, says, sounds as if there's still no sign of you and Penny getting back together again. <laughs> as if that's a good thing. Fucking hell. This is not at the moment. I still see the family regularly, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just not at weekends, because I'm usually playing football. And then, oh, they're, they're all together in the next frame. We took the twins to the zoo yesterday. Had a great day. Now, this is a great little picture Isn't of... It? Well, not little, it's actually huge, of a fucking massive polar bear that looks fucking pissed off and is not yeah. that well sort of um, held back from the from the visitors to the zoo. There's only a no. very short fence that I think that the, the polar bear could easily get over and a polar bear cub who looks equally as aggressive. Now, as we know, yeah. these are... Polar bears are some of the worst predators in the world. They are like Vicious. a massive threat to human. They love hunting and killing human beings. So the yes. idea that Roy is taking these kids to this <clears throat> bonkers fucking Melchester Zoo that's just got a piddling mm. little knee-high fence dividing it is bizarre. However, hats off to Skew because this illustration is majestic. Isn't it? And they're there in the background. Roy's there with the two the twins. And look that. Penny's sat on a little bench in the background away from them. And who's that she's got with her in a buggy? It's the baby. Baby Diana. The baby is back. Baby Diana. Yes, she lives. So that's good news. Um, <clears throat> and then Roy continues. His fucking solemn face. But Penny still can't make her mind up about moving to Walford and leaving all her friends. I'll have another chat with her on Saturday after the game. Um... 
Ross and says, you do that. It's going to be an important day for everyone connected with Melchester and Walford. <clears throat> Back page. Uh, now I wonder what he meant by that, thinks Roy. I think he's suggesting that he's going to give him the sack if Walford don't win. Anyway, I'll leave you to it. Don't work too hard, but also work fucking hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll leave you to decide how hard is too hard. <laughs> Perhaps you and I have very different ideas of what hard means. Don't we shall see, Mr. Time. Race. We shall see. Don't spend too much time dwelling on that reverse cowgirl thing I mentioned. In fact, maybe I, do. In it's fact, I prefer it if you forgot that entire part of our conversation. <laughs> it was a moment of badness, Race. We all have them. <laughs> So Roy is thinking, I uh, guess we'll find out on Saturday. Let's see how Rovers are getting on. Second half should have started by now. Uh, turns the radio back on. And Melchester have really taken an iron grip on this game. Fucking hell, iron grip. Uh, we see Rob Richards, who's, who's respectfully wearing the number eight and not the number nine. Blackie took the number nine, didn't he? I think. He must have was eight was Blackie's number before. I'll have the number nine now, the Roy's gone. I'm on Roy's shirt, and I mean Roy's shirt. I don't I just read the number. anything. Don't launder them, whatever you do. <laughs> uh, so Rob Richards blasts one over the bar, because he's still raw, obviously. He's not Roy. Hey, you know about, uh, like, shirts, smelly shirts, right? That's just yeah. made me think. Because um, my uncle made an advert once with John Barnes for LucasAge. You know that one where it goes, gets your thirst fast? Yes. My uncle made that. Wow. And we were watching England once, and he came out wearing it, and he went, look, this is the shirt that John Barnes, the England shirt John Barnes wore in that ad. Wow. Um, and it stunk, because on the day, he'd had to be running around in it, so it was right. covered in sweat. Stuck but they had some reason, my uncle had thought it was good not to wash it. He's not even a Liverpool fan, he's a Spurs fan. But um, anyway, it's John Barnes. Everyone loves John Barnes. Whoever you support, yeah. right? He's fucking legend. And uh, yeah, it stuck to high heaven. But then I thought this, <laughs> right? The other day I was researching the possibility of getting a dog, right? And okay. I, I, we've always wanted a dog, me and my missus. And I've really, recently the urge has become super strong. But yeah. obviously I love Nelson so much. Mm. And so I was doing a bit of research about how you would introduce a dog to the house if you had a cat, yeah. if it was possible, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I've decided against it now because my research showed it's just too risky when you've got an old fucking neurotic cat yeah, like Nelson. So, yeah. so I'm not going to do it. But I did do a lot of research and a lot of it is about you have to prepare them by in before, like a couple of weeks before, you start giving the dog, especially if it's a puppy, right, things that belong to the cat, like cats mm. to smell, get used to its scent. The smell thing, yeah. And ditto, you're giving the cat things that the the, the smell of the dog. And yeah. I thought to myself, it being transfer window, I was thinking, why don't they do that with players at clubs? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we're, so say Sunderland are signing someone, right, in advance, yeah. you go, mm -hmm. we're going to need one of his shirts, like unwashed, we need one of his shirts he's played in, yeah. and and you hand that around. You go, lads, we've got a new lad joining us in a week or two. I'm going to hand his shirt around. I want you all to have a good sniff of it. Yeah, yeah. And then simultaneously, you're sending shirts back from Sunderland to this lad 
at whatever yeah. club he's at, and he just has to sleep with them in his bed. That's or really something. good. It'd be a really good I idea. Mean, if you were going to have John Barnes move into your house, mm. you you could get that shirt off your uncle, couldn't you? And then give it to Nelson. And Nelson would <laughs> yeah. get used to John Barnes. Before, I'd give it to Nelson and my wife and kids. John, I'd go, all yeah. of you, have a sniff on this. I've, I'm taking in a new in. lodger. <laughs> John Barnes. Who's the lodger? No, it's, it'll help actually because the mortgage is going up and we need some extra dough coming in. So I've decided to take a lodger. Oh yeah, who is it? He's going to sleep in the Vita Modular, and he's actually John Barnes, former England and Liverpool winger. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, but you're going to have to get used to him before he comes. So I don't want you all like chasing each other around or shouting at each other when he arrives. Yeah. So just smell his shirt for a bit. Try to, try to bite him or anything like I've that. I've sent him some of your stuff as well. I won't yeah. tell you what? what. I won't tell you what I sent. <laughs> you won't know it's gone, put it that way. And they'll be back soon, whatever it is. <clears throat> so Rob Richards blasts it over the bar. Oh, Rob Richards should have made much more of that. And then Kenny Logan heads one past the, the post. And that's a bad miss by Kenny Logan. The ball just won't go into the net. And it says, somehow, with a mixture of desperate defence and sheer luck, Shefton hung on. Now, in the in the, the advertising hoardings behind the goal, um, they don't make much sense. They rarely do. It just says, mortars. And then it says, Sylvia. And then it says, Thermo Limited. Um, now, I think David Skew has brought a woman back for the night. Mm. And she's asked him what he does. He's explained. Yeah, I, draw, I do. Uh, I draw comics. I draw that Roy the Rabbit <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, could you get me in one of those stories, please? I'd be ever so grateful. Oh. <coughs> Reverse cowgirl. <coughs> um, right, oh, I, right. I could, I suppose. What's your, what's your name again? <laughs> Sylvia. You know my name. Yeah. yeah sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll 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 get it in the stories. I'll put your name in the stories somehow. Watch out for it. We get a couple of weeks. Don't worry about it, but, babes. Now about That's, that reverse cowgirl. <laughs> that that suggests to me what's gone on there. What was that? Uh, what was that? Doris's name again? Oh, that's right, Sylvia. Here we go. I'll stick that in. <laughs> turns out it wasn't. It was Sharon. He's just forgotten. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, Sylvia! I bought that comic you told me about. Uh, Who the fuck yeah, is sorry, that was an admin ex- uh, mix-up at the uh, printers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the right ink. Uh, it happens. <laughs> That's the comic so, game. It's more complicated <laughs> than you think. <laughs> so there it is, and Shefton have managed to win. Um, that's a nice picture as well. The the um, Shefton fans are kind of in black and white in the darkness of the stand. Uh, it's all over. We've won. We've done it. Melchester out of the milk cup. What a performance by Shefton. Uh, Rovers players despondent. Shefton players celebrating. And what a blow to Melchester's pride. After a setback like this, Roy Race and Walford will make mincemeat of them. Shout the celebratory fans of Shefton. Um... And that's the end of this week's story. And then it says, next week, Walford train on Melchester Rovers ground. What? What the fuck? We'll see, I guess, next time. So Mark's at a 10 for that one. Nine. I'll give it... Um, yeah, I'll give it... I'm going to give it a 10. Oh. I was really engaged by that. Yeah, it was good. There was loads going on in it. 
very quickly before we go in the Roy Riss talking page from Dundee Tayside Alan McGregor says I am writing it to say that I think the Ipswich Town goalkeeper Paul Cooper looks like television star Richard O'Sullivan could you please show their faces side by side <laughs> and <laughs> Roy All right, has done that out. How about, well, some, how about a plea? Oh, he did say please. Uh, I'll fill a third of a page, I suppose I'll do that. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, I've done just that, Alan, so that you and all my readers can judge for themselves. Uh, there they do look very, very slightly. Probably almost not but at all like each other. They look like nothing each like each other. No, they really Paul don't. Paul Cooper uh, wishes the, he looked like Richard O'Sullivan. And the little headline at the top is... Uh, Paul O'Sullivan? Question mark. Mm, very clever. <laughs> I just thought we'd drop that in as well. Mm. All right, that's it. That's the episode. Back next week when uh, Walford train on Manchester's ground. That'll be something. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.